All right, thanks for joining in uh, today. This is Jared. I'm here with uh, Andy and with John Baker. John Baker and with Dalton Sherrow. Dalton Sherrow. And uh, we just wanted to do a midweek devotion for you and uh, just talk about Jesus a little bit and hopefully uh, just be exactly that, an encouragement. And I hope you're having a, a great day today. Uh, even if it's a tough day, I, I pray that even just through this, that the Holy Spirit would just minister to you. Um, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to explain a little bit what we're about what we're doing with these midweek kind of podcast, devotional, encouragement things. Uh, and then Andy's going to talk for a little bit. And Andy, what's the song you're going to take us through? We're going to be going through uh, Here is Love, Vast as the Ocean by William Reeves and Matt Giles. We're going to be inter- introducing this song on Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit about the reasons why we chose this particular song and how we think it's going to help us to be able to see and savor Christ more. It's awesome. So it's going to be a neat kind of behind-the-scenes pick, uh, or behind-the-scenes look at, you know, as, as Andy is, is looking through songs and praying through songs, the Holy Spirit's leading him to, to pick songs that honor Jesus. And so uh, we're going to talk about one of those songs. But let me pray, and then uh, I'll do a quick explanation, then I'll pass it off to him. So let's pray, fellas. Father, I thank you for these uh, these men and uh, brothers and just for John and Dalton being able to just sit in and, and just uh, hang out with us for a little bit. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would lead this time as Andy kind of un- unpacks this song for us. Uh, Jesus, I-, I just want you to be exalted. And uh, pray for everybody out there that's listening to this. We pray for, for our people of Christ Church and those who may be listening in that, that are a part of another church. Uh, God, I just ask that you would meet them right now where they're at, whether at home or whether they're uh, driving in their car whatever they may be doing, running outside or just whatever. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you administer to them. I just ask that, that you would uh, open their eyes yet again to the glory of Jesus. And I just ask that you would guide this time that we have over these next few minutes, however long this goes. And uh, Jesus, we ask these things in your name. Amen. So uh, here's the idea with uh, this podcast. We, we have the technology and we thought, why not utilize it? Um, we uh, are just going to record podcasts, uh, sometimes on a Tuesday, sometimes on a Thursday, who knows, maybe even on Wednesday, and actually have a midweek uh, little encouragement. But uh, the idea is just talk, talk about something from the Bible that the Holy Spirit's been opening our eyes to, um, maybe talk about a sermon that's coming up on a particular Sunday, or in, in the case like today, we're going to be talking about a song that we're going to be introducing, but uh, we're just hopeful that, that this will in some way be, be, uh, be useful to you and, uh, and honoring to Jesus. So, uh, Andy, talk to us about the song that's going to be introduced Sunday. Well, one of the um, times I actually first encountered this song was at a Sovereign Grace uh, Worship God conference in Louisville, Kentucky, where... Um, it was introduced as a choir piece, and I had never heard the song before. And as we began to, as a as that functional congregation there began to digest the lyrics together, there was just an exuberance of praise to, to Jesus there, and uh, the words really stuck with me ever since. And uh, as as I've been contemplating about what songs to introduce to Christ Church and. Uh, we have all sorts of criteria that we use to measure songs and their appropriateness for corporate singing. This is one that just kept um, coming up in my heart, and um, it's one I feel that our church is ready to begin singing together. So as we, uh, as we measure these songs, we have certain metrics that we use to determine whether a song is good for congregational worship, um, whether it is memorable or singable or uh, doctrinally sound and uh, has God as the supreme object of the song. 
one of the, the reasons we come together is to glorify Jesus and to use um, and to use songs and means to do that to make Him the supreme object of the service. And this is a song that certainly does that. And so, um, after uh, praying about it and selecting this week to introduce this song, uh, one of the things that we like to do is prepare our folks to be able to sing the song together um, because many of them have not heard it. And so one of the purposes for this podcast is to introduce this song, um, at least lyrically, so that we can begin together as a church to digest the lyrics together. Now, can I pause and interrupt real quick? Yeah. So John and Dalton are both uh, a couple guys from Lakeland Baptist Church, a church that are they're just a friend of ours, and John is... Um, uh, Baptist director for Nine Mile and just uh, just a great guy. Dalton's a few years younger than him. Uh, he's a college student. And uh, but let me just ask you guys real quick: as you hear Andy talk, uh, sometimes we don't we we don't get the behind the scenes look at, as to why worship leaders select the songs that they select. And I know Sean, the, who's the worship leader over at Lakeland, he spends a great deal of time in prayer and preparation as well. But as you just heard Andy explain that, is that is that kind of uh, helpful to understand that that on a Sunday morning that that with, with Andy and and with guys like Sean and other worship leaders out there, at least there at least hopefully there are some who are doing more than just trying to put together some songs that sound good. I mean, is that is that tell me is that is that comforting? Because to me, it's really helpful to hear Andy say things like that. Well, uh, I know Sean really well and. Um kind of the process I see him do, he's, he's even spoken to me about kind of how he selects songs. He'll try and get with Pastor Phil about the sermon and what kind of message wants to be connected. And uh, he, he looks for the doctrine to be there in the song. Mm-hmm. And also he is very on top of the song needs to be first and foremost glorifying God. Mm-hmm. It, it can't just be a kitschy song about like how we should strive to be better. It should be a song to praise God with. And I think that's a very respectable approach to that. It's good. It's I good. echo everything that Dolan just said. Then. That was excellent. So, Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's good. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. And I find that the strength of the songs we are gathering together to celebrate the gospel in service as we... Uh, and the gospel is prayed and preached and, and rehearsed in several ways, our songs ought to contain elements of the gospel in it and ought to tell the story of the gospel. And this is uh, particularly one that focuses on the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus and how that ties us to the life that is in God and in the Trinity. And so um, thank you guys for, for that. So we're going to um, open it up. Uh, go through verse uh, 1 together. Verses 1 and 2 uh, that we're using are the original verses by uh, William Rees. And verses two, uh, verses 3 and 4 are actually um, newer verses added by uh, Matt Giles um, that I think are just wonderful additions to the song because uh, they, they cover the, the theme of the resurrection and what that means for us and also uh, the fact that we are now tied to the life of the Trinity. And so we're going to start off with the, with the first two verses by uh, William Rees. And so uh, listen closely as we uh, as read these out and, um, and just kind of meditate on that. So, Here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness is the flood, when the prince of life our ransom shed for us his precious blood. Who his love will not remember, who can cease to sing his praise? He can never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal days. On the mount of crucifixion, fountains open deep and wide, 
Through the floodgates of God's mercy flowed a vast and gracious tide. Grace and love like mighty rivers poured incessant from above. And heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in love. And so we'll just pause there with those first two verses. You guys have any thoughts? What, what kind of struck you as those were read? Anything that stuck out to you? It uh, honestly reminds me very much of kind of the style that Psalms is written in. It's very poetic and beautiful and just illustrates this love that God has for us and how vast it is and vast as the ocean is the first line. But uh, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. Just what came to my mind, of course, was in Scripture. Even it talks in Mark ten forty five that Christ that was our ransom that was paid for us, and uh, uh, which is wonderful. When there's a connection between, and I can a song is going to make me think of and bring to mind Scripture is is excellent. So, yeah, I think uh, honestly the the strength of a song is is tied to how close to Scripture it actually is and how mm-hmm. much of the truth of scripture that it contains. And one of the things, and one of the reasons I believe this, this hymn has stuck around for so long is because it contains those type of references in it. It contains that type of gospel backbone to it. And so the, the songs that uh, we, we can hear sometimes that are not based off of particular scriptures or don't contain those type of references are songs that I, I doubt that we're going to be singing in 20 years because they don't have that staying power what moves people, what transforms people, what God uses is the story of the gospel. And the less that a Christian song contains that story, the less it will be powerful, the less that it will be transcendent. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, gospel, a song is only as transcendent as its content is reflected in the gospel. That's Excellent. good. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, we're going to go over these, these last two verses uh, of the song added by Matt Giles. And this particular, uh, the, the verse 3, is one that really stuck out to me as we were singing it together um, as, as that congregation. Um, and this is where exuberant praise began to build because we, we celebrate break Christ here as the victor. And so let's listen to these words together. Here is love that conquered evil, Christ the firstborn from the grave. Death has failed to be found equal to the life of him who saves. In the valley of our darkness dawned his everlasting light. Perfect love and glorious radiance has repelled death's hellish night. Here is love vast as the heavens, countless as the stars above, are the souls that he has ransomed, precious daughters, treasured sons. We are called to feast forever on a love beyond our time. Glorious Father, Son, and Spirit, now with man are intertwined. Excellent. What was the line? It was in our darkness, light has come. In the valley of our darkness dawned his everlasting light. Perfect love and glorious radiance has repelled death's hellish night. The one of the things I love about this song is the just the imagery that's used. When you think about the ocean or the suns or the darkness of the night, um, you know, most of us have had experience at the ocean. If you haven't been to the ocean, you might have been to Wren Lake before. I don't know, uh, but. Uh, you know, you stand on the shoreline of a, of a big body of water and, and you see how large it is and how small you are. You think about God's love being as vast as the ocean, it, it, it 
it kind of comes together. It makes it kind of palpable a little bit of, my goodness, this is, there, there really is a largeness to God's love. It's as, as real as this ocean and even realer than that. And it's just, you know, you look on one side of the ocean and then you look to the other side and you realize this is really big. And the love of God being compared to that mm-hmm. or the stars in the sky um, or thinking about the darkness in which God, sh- you know, shone his light and brought me out of. Uh, it's just, you, you can't help but sing the song. It's personalized. It, 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 it brings it to you and it makes you want to just worship Jesus. And I think that's a sign of, of a, a good and a rich and a beautiful song that the Holy Spirit just works in us to see how beautiful Jesus is. It's just, it's good stuff. I like the, the phrase that uh, feasting on his love forever. Uh, you know, Scripture talks a lot about, we, we of course have feasts. Scripture talks about the love feasts. But this is a feast that, that you know, we're all dependent human beings. We 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 have to eat to continue to live. But this is this is an eternal living, which is feasting on simply on what Christ has done for us. So that's it's just great. Yeah, I found that that particularly helpful too because that the theme of that conference was triune and celebrating the the Father, the Son, the Spirit, and how they they put that particular line. We're called to feast forever. On a love beyond our time, mm. so we're we're joining in the feast that was going on before the foundation of the world, the, the feast of the love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we have been invited to that. Mm. Um, and uh, I thought that was that was pretty awesome. Um, mm. So one of the things that that I love about the song too is the melody is so simple that if you hear two verses of it, then you've got it down. And it frees you then to be able to focus on the lyrics and be able to digest the lyrics together because uh, because you don't have to think about where is this where is this melody going next or am I going to be able to hit that note? It's you have it down, and so having that structure, that that firmness around the song, gives you the freedom to be able to contemplate the lyrics deeply instead of worrying about where the song is going. And that's what I think makes this a fantastic congregational song. Hmm. Also, really like the first two verses, just expound upon the sacrifice of Christ, and then verse three, it's like Jesus has won; he's victorious over death. And then the final verses, it, it brings in again uh, how vast is God? Here is a love vast as the heavens, even greater than the oceans, and it brings man into this plan of being intertwined with God for all eternity, and just the redemption that awaits us. So, do you guys have any final thoughts about the song, or even just uh, as is there? Where can they look this up? Maybe if they if our people want to say, "Hey, I want to get this song in my in my head, my heart before Sunday morning," can they look that up on YouTube, or yeah. can they buy it on iTunes? Or? Absolutely. The the thing about the song is because it is older and kind of a more transcendent song. There's so many different versions of it to to worship with. This the particular version that we are singing. Um, it's not been released into a um, into iTunes format or, or Amazon format yet, but you can find the particular version that we're singing on YouTube if you type in um, "Here Is Love" and tap, type in the name Matt Giles M A T T G I L E S, and it should come up with a Worship God uh, conference video, and it will be a choir singing, and so that's the particular version that we're doing. But there are so many good versions of the songs to find um, on iTunes and Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. 
So we just want to encourage you, no matter where you're at or, or what you're doing, um, know this, that, uh, that you are loved, that, that Jesus loves you, that God the Father, uh, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit came up with this wonderful plan to rescue you from your darkness. And uh, we want you to enjoy that today. Uh, we want you to think about that. We want the Holy Spirit to work in you and just, again, just open up your heart and your mind uh, just to, to rest in that work, to celebrate that work. And um, I do want to make a quick note to say that I, I will not be with us Sunday morning. Jordan and I have, uh, are going to be in Dallas, Texas. My, uh, my mom purchased us tickets to go visit my sister down there. And uh, it's going to be really hard not being with you. Sunday morning, but uh, but you guys are in good hands. Russ will be preaching again. Uh, we'll still be in Ephesians, and uh, we will miss you, but we'll be in, be in prayer, and we love you guys very much. We hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing this maybe even a couple times a week. But uh, until next time, uh, have a good time, good day, good whatever you're doing, and uh, and we love you. We'll talk to you soon.